Welcome to When Ghosts Speak with Melissa and Marianne. Hello, everybody. We're back again with yet another story. Marianne, like, how long do you think we can keep doing stories that you've accumulated? Golly, I, I, a long time. <laughs> a long time. Are we, have we even made a dent? Oh, no. No, 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 no. But you have to think this, I, I, the stories that I'm telling on this type of thing, that the podcast, I'm trying to go back in my brain and try to find unique ones, not your run of the mill, you know, stories. And so, and not all of them are exciting. It's like a regular job. Some days they're boring and some days something cute happens. Same thing with this. Not every, not every story is a good one, but this one is pretty good. <laughs> I want say this is obviously an interesting story because here we are. <laughs> it is. It is. And timing on this one seems to be good because of the season. And uh, so I thought this might be a good one to do. Well, why don't you tell us your story? <laughs> okay. It was October in 2009. And I was doing a college tour for the Ghost Whisperer. They had set it up, and I was from East Coast to West Coast doing college campuses. And I was the speaker, and it was a two-hour talk. And I had slides and took questions. And at the time, um, the Ghost Whisperer production had T-shirts made up for me to hand out to the college students while I was there. It was like, and believe me, there is nothing the college students love more than a t-shirt, especially when it's free. So everybody was having a really good time to every campus that I was at. And it was interesting because the campus, the dates were done and which ones I was going to, and I would land and it would be a college student from the college that would be there to pick me up a couple of times. Well, the first two times it happened, I stopped it. I was not about to be stuck in a college dorm overnight. That wasn't my idea of fun. I don't, I can't see you being like, that's great. <laughs> yeah, no, ma, I no. No, 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 no. Especially with the fact that because of what I do, do you think these girls would ever let me sleep? Of course not. No. So that the, the next contract after that was a hotel. I so, think, yeah. <laughs> and most of the people that they assigned to me to pick me up were girls, not guys, which was fine. I, it was interesting getting in and out of VW Bugs and uh, what are those little cars that look like a roller skate? Those are real fun trying to get in and out of with suitcases and everything. <laughs> but, but at any rate, the, the, the girls were nice. So I had finished at this one college and the gal was waiting there and we got everything. I signed the books and because I had books to sign everywhere I went and got in the car and she's driving me back to my hotel. And she says to me, um, my, Professor Morgan 
who's a math professor, asked me to ask you if he could meet with you. I said, oh. I said, was he, I said, was the professor at the talk? No, no, he wasn't there. I said, oh, it's a man. She said, yes. And um, she said, like I said, he's a math professor. And he said that he would pick you up for breakfast tomorrow morning and take you out to eat. And he would want to talk to you. And I said, do you know about what? And he said, no, no. She says, I, I really don't. And I said, well, she says, your plane leaves at three. You have to be there at one. He said he would pick you up at 10. And I says, and you're going to come with us and then take me to the airport? She says, no, no, he doesn't want me to be around for the talk. And she said, he'll take you to the airport. I said, oh. And I'm sort of thinking about this. And I did. I said, is he weird? She's like, no, 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 no. She says, well, I. It does sound a little fishy. I, I don't know the man, you know. Right. And was Ted with you or just you? Oh, no. This, I was all on my own for, no, no. He was. I mean, just, legitimate question, I think. Yeah, no. He was working full time still. He wasn't retired. So, yeah, no, this was on my own. And she said, no, no, no. He's not weird at all. She says, he's really smart. And, and he graduated from college really young because he's so smart. And she said, and all the girls just love him. They love his classes. I'm sure they and do. Now I'm going, uh-oh. And I said, so I think he's not bad looking. She said, well, I don't know because I don't remember or even know, she says, but my mother and my grandmother and some of the other girls' mothers think that he looks just like Ricky Nelson did when he was young. I said, Ricky Nelson from the Ozzie and Harriet? That Ricky Nelson? She said, yeah. I said, huh, okay. And I'm thinking, oh, now this is going to be real interesting. She says that he is really a nice man and he's 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 very good looking. I said, okie dokie. You know, I'm pulling up pictures of Ricky Nelson on Google right now. Oh, good, good. Well, I I am old enough and I do remember. And he is he was very good looking. Very, very good looking. Yeah, he's not bad. Yeah. Well, for that time period, he was good yeah. looking. And he had a nice voice. Mm -hmm. He didn't live very long. I mean, he had a couple kids. But he, he didn't live very long. So at any rate. So the next morning I get up and, and got ready and packed and took my luggage downstairs and checked out. And I sort of waited. And this man walks in totally pair of jeans, leather jacket, very good looking. And I guess if I squinted, I could see maybe Ricky Nelson there. Maybe if I remembered back when and he came up and very nice man so we, we went to a restaurant sort of like an IHOP and we're, we're having breakfast and I said so you obviously want to ask me something and you don't want this to be you know talked about he says oh absolutely not and I says well believe me I said uh I, I don't really don't talk about this stuff yeah, I'm pretty tight. I can say it now that I'm tighter than HIPAA, but HIPAA wasn't around back then. 
but it, it's same same type of thing. And he said, here's the thing. He says, I don't understand it. He says, I'm almost 45 years old. And he says, I got a great job. He says, I love teaching. The classes are great. He says, I make more money than I really need. And I says, oh, that's unusual being a college professor. And he says, I, he says, I, I got it good. He says, I had no complaints. He says, my only complaint is that I cannot find a girlfriend. I want to get married. I want to have kids. I do not want to be in my 60s when I finally have children. And I said, gotcha. He said, am I cursed? I said, no, you're not cursed. And he said, then why can't I keep a girlfriend? Now, the whole time he was, from the second he walked into the lobby of the hotel, there was a woman ghost attached to him. Hmm. Little meddler. <laughs> and she was okay. I mean, she wasn't ugly. She was, you know, it, it didn't look like the ugly stick hit her up the side of the head. She was pretty nice looking. <laughs> and so I, and I glanced at her, but I really didn't let her know that I knew that you know, she was there because I don't like to involve them until I have to. And he said, I don't understand. He says, I thought I was going to marry Annie. He says, well, I was 20 and she was 20. And we've been together since our senior year of high school. He said, there was no reason why I shouldn't have married Annie. And he said, but it was so weird. It was this time of year and there was a Halloween party. There was about eight couples. We were all there. We were playing games, dancing. He said, drinking. He said, oh, maybe a little of this or that. And I didn't even ask what this and that was. I really didn't think I needed to know that. Mm -hmm. And so he said, and it got quiet. And all of a sudden, one of the girls pulled out a Ouija board. I said, aha. Uh -huh. And some of the people went, oh, no, no way. I'm not touching that thing. That's bad juju. I'm not going anywhere near that thing. So mm -hmm. some of them just went in the kitchen and ate and did other things. And he said, but there was about eight or nine of us. I had never been on a Ouija board, he said, and I was curious. And he says, so I wanted to try it. And he says, I'm watching everybody and how you do it. And he said, so it was my turn. And he put his fingers on the plochette and asked out loud if Annie and him were going to get married. And he said, Marianne, he said, I had no control over that little plochette thing. He says, it went right to no. And Annie was playing too. And she went, oh, great. She said, well, you better ask her who you're supposed to marry. And make it worse, why don't we? <laughs> yeah, just go ahead, ask questions that you really want answers to. And another girl that was there grabbed a paper and pencil. And she said, go ahead, I'll write down whatever you, you know, comes up. Well, the word never came out. 
No girl's name. Never. Huh. And one of the guys, he says, then the guys started. They went, oh, yeah, because it's probably Bobby or Jimmy. Or so they were teasing him, which embarrassed him because that was not the case. Mm-hmm. And but for some reason, the whole time he's telling me this, his ghost lady is just laughing away. Everything he's saying, she's shaking her head yes. And like pumping her arm, yes, it worked. He didn't marry anybody. I had had it. And I looked at her. I said, who are you? She said, you can call me Sugar. I went, no, I don't want to call you Sugar. I want to know what your real name is. She says, no, you're Sugar. I said, fine, Sugar. I said, you hook up with him on the Ouija board? She said, you know, it presented me with a really good opportunity. I said, what do you mean? She said, well, first of all, look at him. He's a hunk. I went, okay. And he looked like this when he was 20 years old, too. I said, "Uh uh-huh. She said, I met him at the compass. I said, the compass, what is that? And when I asked Professor Morgan that, he said, it's a campus bar. And he says, it's not even around anymore. He said, it, it's it's gone. And I said, okay. And I looked at Sugar and I said, tell me when you met him. She says, tell him that I met him or I started hanging out with him that night at the campus bar when the fire broke out in the jukebox. Really and I perfect. Yeah, I said to to the professor, I said, were you at this bar when the jukebox started a fire or there was a fire? He he looks at me, he goes, how would you know that? And I said, you said you wanted to talk to me. I said, this is what happens when people talk to me. (laughs) And he said, wow. And I says, here's the thing, professor. I said, there was this lady who is attached to you, and her name is Sugar. He said, Sugar? I said, yeah, I, she won't tell me her real name. But she thought you were nice looking, and she came home with you, and she never liked Annie from the very beginning. And she made, I said, what did it take her, about a month to break you two up? He said, about three, three and a half weeks. He said, she was ready to kill me at the end. I swear she was going to kill me. And he said, I don't understand. And I looked at at her, at Sugar, and I said, I think I'm going to call you Mrs. Robinson. (laughs) And she looked at me and she said, oh, the graduate. I said, you were 45 years old, right? She said, yeah. And he was 20. She said, that's right. And I said, you're so proud of yourself. She said, I am. She says, and now we're the same age. And I said, okay, Mrs. Robinson, let me ask you a question. I said, he's going to get older every day. You are not. 
how is that going to ring your bell? And she said, oh, I can always go find another hunk. Now, this is usually a scenario with women, not men. Women, when they messed with the Ouija board, when they were in high school or college, a lot of women will have a male attached to them at that point. And pretty much due to the woman, what Mrs. Robinson has done to Professor Morgan this whole time. Anytime he wanted to start a nice relationship with somebody, she kiboshed it. It was not going to happen on her watch. And she was very good at what she did. Very, very good at what she did. Was she just hoping that, like, if he had an accident that, you know, now that he's suddenly dead, he's just going to look at her and be like, oh, you're the love of my life now? Well, <laughs> because an earthbound spirit can't kill you, because I wouldn't be going in houses if I thought they could kill me. They can't kill you. They can make your life miserable. So unless she had something really big planned, and I don't think she could have actually killed him, maybe hoped and wished that there would be something. She herself had died in the car accident when she was, again, 45 years old. And so, uh, you know, and I said, okay, she's, I said, should I make the light? I said, you want to go into the light? She goes, oh, no, I'm not going. She says, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving Morgan here. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, you are. I said, you, you, I'm not going to let you stay around him. And she says, well, <laughs> love it. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> girly. I was girly. What are you going to do about it, girly? And I says, listen, Mrs. Robinson, I'm alive and you're dead. I says, that makes a big difference, believe me. So I looked at Professor Morgan and I said, told him pretty much what I just told, you know, all of you. And he just stared at me and he says, what am I supposed to do? And I says, well, the first thing you're going to do. And I looked up at Sugar slash Mrs. Robinson. And I said, he's going to start wearing a Quincy, which means you can hang around him all you want. But you can't do no feely, touchy, grabby, nothing. I says, because you're not going to be able to get three and a half, four feet close to him. She said, really? I said, that's right. And he looked at me and it was funny because he said, really? And I'm thinking, oh, great. <laughs> She's influencing him already. They both <laughs> say really at the same time. <laughs> and I said, yes. And I, and she's, and she just was devious. She looked at me. She goes, I could think of other ways. And I'm sitting there having another cup of coffee and I'm thinking about this. And I said, and what I'm going to do, Morgan, I am going to give you a couple of extra quincies. I said, put them back. I said, stick them in your jewelry box, stick them in your sock drawer, somewhere where you know where you can find them. I said, and don't do it in the beginning. I says, but when you think that you really found somebody you want to spend the rest of your life with, give her a Quincy to hold and to wear. And boy, did she look at me. And I said, was that what you were planning to do? If you couldn't get close to him, 
make her angry with him instead? And she just looked at me. I said, gotcha. So she left. She would not go to the light. I don't know if she really believed me that she couldn't get close to him, but for all intent and purposes, she walked out, gave him the stuff. And I told him, I said, let me know in a couple, three weeks. Let me know when you find somebody. I says, I want to make sure, because I says, I definitely know what sugar looks like. I says, if you call, I would, I will be able to tell if she's around or not, especially if you find somebody. He said, okay. And that's what he did. And it was, he called me a few times in the first year. She was never around. And I got an announcement about two years later. And then about a year after that, I got another announcement on the birth of his first child. So he got to have a happy ending. But that is just a warning. This type of year, be very careful with Ouija boards. You never know what you're going to get. And they can make your life miserable for a really long, long time. Now, though, she attached to him before he used the Ouija board, but the Ouija board, like, like, well, that gave right. That gave her the the, and that was a good way because she saw that she could. He was asking questions. He wasn't like the other guys that played the Ouija board. Can I get somebody to bring me a beer? Make a ghost go get me a beer. You know, he played it like the girls were playing it, mm-hmm. asking questions about the future, which. Anybody that answers you on a Ouija board has no idea what the future is. So don't listen to them. You know, if people are liars when they're alive, they're going to be liars when they're dead. Mm -hmm. And, And I did think it was funny, though, because when I nicknamed her Mrs. Robinson, she really didn't fight me on that. She wasn't even insulted. She wore that like a badge. Yeah, she did. And I thought I probably really shouldn't have said that. But after it was said there, I couldn't take it back. Right. Well, I mean, because anybody that saw that movie knows exactly what Mrs. Robinson did and wanted to do. (laughs) (laughs) Huh. Yeah, because when I, I looked up the pictures and I'm like, he's not a bad looking guy. So to have that problem and it seemed like he had a nice personality. So it wasn't like good looking, but horrible. No, no. Around, so and actually Morgan was his first name. OK, yeah, he went by Professor Morgan, but Morgan was his real first name. So, yeah, it was. Like I said, it was interesting in as much as that it wasn't a woman that was being harassed. It was the man this time. And that hardly ever happens on a Ouija board. Well, I mean, just look at all the horror movies. It's always the young teenage girls or the 20-somethings barely out of high school that has the problem. That's right. And then they spend the rest of the movie running away and tripping over nothing. That's right. (laughs) Because that's just how how it happens. 
And the thing of it is, the thing that I thought was funny is that she was around him for 20 some years. Did he have health problems with her? That was exactly what I was going to say. I was really surprised. He had, he would get bad migraines. Mm, Okay. And I did ask him about a year after. I said, how are your migraines? He says, I never had another one. Nice. So that's how it affected him. Have you kept in touch with him? Like with the kids? Yeah, he's had three kids. They are... You know, they're older now. They're all probably in at least high school now. Okay. So, well, nine. Yeah, they they should be in high school now. Uh, he's still teaching, still loves it, and you know, just grateful that she's gone. He's, you know, and he he made the crack. He said, "What you do as a kid?" He says, "How do you know that? How could something like this affect you for the rest of your life?" I right. Think, you don't think about it that way. You just that night of fun, like this is what we're doing for a couple hours, you know. That's right. 27 years later. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Exactly right. So, so like I said, with the holiday, with the Halloween coming up and, and everything, I just thought that this might be um, an appropriate one. Yeah, parents watch your kids. Just seriously, watch your kids when they go to overnighters especially the girls. Okay. This one was interesting. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Um, Hopefully you have a good and safe Halloween. And then Marianne, um, you got any plans for Halloween? Do you decorate for the kids? Ever since we moved up here from Worcester, we have never had one trick-or-treater ever. That's kind of sad. And we were in the condos for the first 15, 18 years. And I thought, wow. And I really figured, and I like bought the store out with candy and not one kid showed up. And it was one of those really warm, like 70 degree Halloweens. Like perfect for trick-or-treating. Right. And I waited and I waited and they had the patio light in and I had the, the door open, the screen closed and waiting and waiting for kids to come and nobody came. And I was, I was disappointed. Mm-hmm. And so finally, some mom comes walking down the driveway with a little girl, maybe three or four, and she had a, a big bag and she's holding it. And I don't even remember how she said trick or treat. I don't think she could say her tease. So it was river reek. He said it really cute. <laughs> and I looked at the mom and I said, I was just getting ready to turn off the light. And I had this huge bowl of Hershey's. I says, Open up her bag. And I just dumped all the Hershey's inside the bag. I said, good for you. I said, because we don't need them here. And so, I'm coming to your house. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see Rickery. <laughs> right. So, but we've never, we've never, ever had moving here. Again, a development. No kids come at all. Oh, wow. That's kind the of lights fun. on and everything. The, and I decorated outside. Nobody still came. That's so sad. I like seeing their little costumes. I do too. I do too. So So I've always got, now I turn the lights on just in case I keep a roll of quarters, you know, by the door. And I figure if somebody actually comes, I'll give them, you know, 50 cents or something, but nobody comes. Oh, this, this will be the first year I think that I'll have the opportunity on a, on a Saturday night because all the, all the places now do trick or treat like on the weekend before Halloween. 
Oh, yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, well, that's no fun. But well, um, a lot of them go to the malls now. Too, the malls do do it, so you can take the kids inside, and they don't have to. They, everybody can see their costumes. I guess there's better ways to do it because there's creepy people out there that try to hurt kids. So I guess it works okay. But yeah. it's you know things change. This is the way it is. Well, hopefully everybody enjoys listening to this right before Halloween and. We're all coming to your house with your your Hershey bars, Marianne, and your quarter. Okay. <laughs> I'll be here. I'll be getting ready to be on coast to coast, so I'll be here. There <laughs> we go. Yeah. <laughs> all right, everybody. Well, happy Halloween, and uh, join us next week for our next iCast episode. Uh, you can also join us at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on uh, YouTube and catch us live and ask questions and interact and talk about the podcast episode. and. Anything that might come to mind. Tell me how many chocolate bars you got from Marianne. Yeah. Let's see how you how many you can find. Right. That's right. <laughs> okay, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in to When Ghosts Speak. Join us again soon. Goodbye.